Hey, hey. Welcome to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 104, a story about inclusion. So I am on vacation, and unfortunately, the best that I can do right now is record for you on my phone and publish it straight to my podcast without editing it. So I hope that you will be generous with me this week as we are on vacation and I find that I have prepared pretty much everything else for my family. Um, So I want to share with you really quick a story. And the story is about a, um, I was watching a coach, a life coach, get coached. And she was a mama that had a daughter who was deaf and she got on the call and was getting coached. And I was just watching, um, which is incredibly um, educational for me. And so I was watching her. And when she was telling the story of her daughter, she was like, yeah, my, my daughter's deaf. She was born deaf. And we have asked our family to learn sign language. Cause I mean, we use sign language and we, you know, we've kind of encouraged them to, to try to learn so that, so that my daughter could really be included in conversation, so that she could be included in the family, and that she could really feel a part of us, and so that she wouldn't have such a big language barrier. But my family hasn't done that. Like no one's taken the effort to learn sign language. No one is is um, you know, making an effort to communicate with her the way she communicates. And as the coach that was coaching this mother, um asked her more about the situation you know her family always invited them to family events they were um you know that they wanted to be near them they wanted to um you know connect with them like they had that desire but none of them were were learning sign language and so this mom was having a really hard time because she was felt sad on behalf of her daughter perhaps feeling lonely or things like that, and then felt frustrated at her family that they weren't putting forth a bigger effort to be um, included. And so as her coach was was talking to her, um, she was walking them through a process called the model that I've talked about on here before, learning about her circumstance and what was going on, learning about what she was thinking about it, which was my daughter's being excluded and that she was feeling sad about it. And then they got to the part of the model where they talk about what you're doing, like what actions are you taking because of what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And this mother was spending most of her time when they went to family gatherings focused on her parents or her siblings or their or her daughter's cousins and how they weren't. You know, she was taking note of all the things that they were, were not doing to include her daughter, such as not doing sign language. Um, and then, but what she was missing, because she was focusing so much on the fact that the family wasn't including her the way she thought they should, she wasn't paying attention to her daughter. She wasn't focusing on how her family was including them, that they were inviting them over, that they did want to have them around. And she was also not focusing on what she could do to help her daughter. And so 
the result that she created, you know, my family's excluding my daughter was her thought and she felt sad about it. And then what ended up happening is because she focused so much on the frustration and the sadness that she felt because the family wasn't including her daughter by learning sign language, she ended up excluding her daughter. She wasn't including her daughter. And when the coach was able to point this out, the, um, the mother just had this huge aha moment of, oh my gosh, I could be the connection. I could be the connector. I could be the one that creates inclusion because I know sign language. And she noticed when she got together with her family, she wasn't signing to her daughter you know, which they usually do at home. So, and sorry, as a little side note here, you might, you're going to hear my, my kids in the background. My husband is with them. They're with their cousins. And so, um, they're being taken care of. So if you hear any of that in the background, just know, you know, this is the real life guys. We do it on the go. And so anyway, so this mom was just like, oh my gosh, I could do that. And because here's the reality of the situations, any situation you don't get to decide what other people do. You don't get to decide whether or not they learn sign language so that your daughter feels included. That's a big time commitment. And you don't get to decide what they think is important. You don't even get to decide if they invite you, period. You don't get to decide how they behave at all. What you do get to decide is what you think and feel about them and the actions that you take, but I can almost guarantee you that if you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling sad at your family because you're not feeling included, right? And you want to think about this for the 4th of July coming up tomorrow, happy 4th, or any other holiday, or just get togethers in general if you live close to family, that when you spend your time being frustrated about something that you cannot control, another person's behavior, for example, you are running in a hamster wheel of disappointment. Because that is a problem that you cannot solve. But what you can do, focus on what you can do, which is you can control how you think, how you feel, and what you do. So when this mother, excuse me, had this realization that it was that she could be the one to help her daughter feel included, that if she includes her daughter in all of the happenings of signing to her and being a translator when she's signing to communicate to other family members, that her daughter gets to be included in the way that the mom wants. And that was empowering to this mom. So think about this in your life. What are the pain points for you when it comes to inclusion? And maybe you don't feel this. Like this isn't something that I really struggle with. And I'm not invited to everything that my family does. And sometimes my family doesn't want to be around me and I don't blame them. There are times I don't want to be around them. You know, like there's just times and moments and seasons and um, I don't have to make it about me. I want to offer that to you. You don't have to make someone not inviting you or not talking to you about you at all because I can promise you that the majority of the time it's not about you. It's about them and what they're thinking and what they like or don't like. All right. Now, what can you do? What can you do? Think about what's frustrating, sad, a struggle for you when it comes to inclusion with your own family and your own child with special needs. What that looks like. 
And then instead of asking yourself, what can my family do to make them feel included? Ask yourself, what can I do or what can my child do? What is within our control to feel inclusion and to be included in the activities that are happening? And as the mom, you can always advocate and ask, like, could we do this? Could we shift it this way? Because if we do, then I can be with my daughter and we can do stuff together with the group, or then my daughter can be included in the kids' activities, right? And remember, they have a right to say no and to say yes, and then you get to decide what you want to do about it. It is so empowering because inclusion, also, it's not purely an act that other people do. It's not just other people inviting you in and, and other people wanting to include you. Inclusion is something you can feel and do in your own body, in your own mind. Does that make sense? I hope it does. <laughs> you can hear my kids in the background. We're getting ready to go. So that's what I got for you this week, y'all. Have such a good 4th of July as celebrating America, a great country that we live in. All right, until next time, take care.